Hello and welcome to our service today on Sunday the 14th of November. A service of remembrance. November's a month for remembering. On 1st of November it's All Saints Day when we remind ourselves of all those who've gone before us in the faith and maybe think back to those who've been a foundation for our own faith. 5th of November, of course, we remember, remember, gunpowder, treason and plot, the twin towers of its day. Then at the end of November, Advent begins, when we systematically remember the story of the coming of the Messiah and all the events and prophecies that led up to it. So in this service, we'll be remembering things which should be remembered, but we may also put into rest some things that should be forgotten. It's a solemn day, so let's begin in prayer. Lord, today is a solemn day, a sad day and a significant day. We come together with our minds filled with images of war and loss and with our hearts conscious of the lives lost in warfare. The worship we offer today is a sacrifice. We offer you our grief for those lost, and for those who bore the pain of being left without loved ones. We offer you our anger that these things should ever have happened. We offer you our prayers for a world where wars shall cease and the suffering of the innocent will come to an end. May this service bring hope rather than despair and may we be encouraged to pray for the peace of your world and to live and act for peace in our small part of it. In Jesus' name. Amen. We remind ourselves first of all that God has been faithful through all the circumstances of life as we sing, O God, our help in ages past. Be 
thousand ages in thy sight are like an evening gone. Short as the watch that ends the night before the rising sun. The busy tribes of flesh and blood with all their cares and fears are carried downward by the flood and lost in following years. Time like an ever-rolling stream bears all its sons away. Forgotten as a dream dies at the opening day. O oh God, our help in ages past, our hope for years to come. Be thou our God while life shall last and our So let's participate in our act of remembrance. I'm going to read some Bible verses and then pray and lead us in a silence. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. I lift my eyes to the hills, from whence will my help come? My help comes from the Lord, who made heaven and earth. This I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases, his mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. What does the Lord require of you? But to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God. We meet in the presence of God. We commit ourselves to work in penitence and faith for reconciliation between the nations, that all people may live in freedom, justice and peace. We pray for all who in bereavement, disability and pain continue to suffer the consequences of fighting and terror. We remember with thanksgiving and sorrow those whose lives in world wars and conflicts past and present have been given and taken away. They shall not grow old as we that are left grow old. Age shall not weary them nor the years condemn. At the going down of the sun 
and in the morning we will remember them. Wherever you are, alone or with others, please keep silence for two minutes.
Micah chapter 4 verses 1 to 5. In the last days, the mountain of the Lord's temple will be established as the highest of the mountains. It will be exalted above the hills and people will stream to it. Many nations will come and say, come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the temple of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways so that we may walk in his paths. The law will go out from Zion, the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He will judge between many peoples and will settle disputes for strong nations far and wide. They will beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation will not take up sword against nation, nor will they train for war any more. Everyone will sit under their own vine and under their own fig tree, and no one will make them afraid, for the Lord Almighty has spoken. All the nations may walk in the name of their gods, but we will walk in the name of the Lord our God forever and ever. What comes to mind when you hear the word remember? Birthdays, anniversaries, oh you remembered. Tying a string around your finger is a classic way to remember. In India there's a festival called Raki where on one day a year a sister ties a band of coloured string round her brother's wrist to symbolise his duty to care for her. Quite a contrast to the present culture of toxic masculinity where men are too often feared and women disrespected. This is my honorary sister Emu tying one on me in 2013 and I am still wearing them. A Night to Remember, there was a movie, The Loss of the Titanic. Years ago I used to go occasionally to an old people's home and one time we took with us a, an older gentleman and he connected immediately with the people there because he started off by saying I'm going to talk about something that none of these will remember but we will and he talked about the loss of the Titanic. It was a very real memory to those there. I guess very few of us would remember the Titanic, but recently we recognised the 55th anniversary of the Aberfan disaster and many of us will remember that awful event. It was on my wife's birthday. It's one of my earliest memories, along with the assassination of JF Kennedy in 1963, when the television programmes were all abandoned for the evening and solemn music was played. The older you get, the more memories you have, good and bad, and the more world events you've lived through. For Britain alone, wars in Korea, the Falklands, Kuwait, Iraq, Afghanistan, not forgetting years of conflict in Northern Ireland and civil wars and independence struggles in our former colonies. We don't really get to forget many of these things because along with the other wars of the 20th and 21st century, they're the basic material for endless books, films and TV shows, recounting and rehearsing the heroism and the horrors of war. 
The Longest Day, Saving Private Ryan, Apocalypse Now, Warhorse, 1917, Dunkirk. You could all list your favourites. But the more distant we are from conflicts, the more the overwhelming message that comes across is about just how evil most wars are. How much they're driven by politics, by national aggression, by human greed and pride. Listen to these words from James in the message version. Where do you think all these appalling wars and quarrels come from? Do you think they just happen? Think again. They come about because you want your own way and fight for it deep inside yourselves. You long for what you don't have and are willing to kill to get it. You want what isn't yours and will risk violence to get your hands on it. You wouldn't think of just asking God for it, would you? And why not? Because you know you'd be asking for what you have no right to. Your spoiled children, each wanting your own way. James, of course, is talking about the church and sadly his words still need to be heard in the churches today. But nations are, after all, just collections of humans and decisions about war still seem in retrospect to have more to do with wanting what we don't have and killing to get it than about justice, freedom and self-defence, the banners that are usually flown during war. Mostly we perceive ourselves, and hopefully correctly, to be defenders of our liberty and freedoms against aggressors. But there are times when we feel uncomfortable and wonder who the aggressor really is. And in the midst of all this, men, women and children have died. It's right that we recognise and remember the sacrifice of those who fought for their countries and use that as an opportunity to renew our determination to see an end to war. But it struck me in thinking about today that there are many other things we should remember on a day like this. Let's just look at some of them. First, of course, the loss of lives. You just have to stand in one of the French or Belgian cemeteries to get some sense of the sheer numbers of people who lost their lives in just that first great war. And the losses have continued in every war since. The lives not just of soldiers, but of civilians caught up in the conflict. Men, women and children. However we regard these soldiers as heroes or as victims, they are men and women who were prepared to lose their lives on behalf of those they loved. And their memory should be honoured. The poet John Donne wrote these famous words. Any man's death diminishes me because I am involved in mankind and therefore never send to know for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for thee. But let's remember as well 75 years of peace in Europe. After centuries of conflict and two world wars within 50 years, it's very hard for our generation to comprehend the idea of being mobilised for war 
of everyday people being dragged into conflict by air raids, invasions and the wholesale loss of family members. And let's remember the freedoms we have as citizens of a country which, despite the best efforts of some politicians, retains a sense of right and wrong and enjoys the benefits of a functioning civil society. And we remember the many people around the world who do not enjoy these freedoms and those who are suffering the ravages of despotism, civil war, rebellions and the horrors perpetrated in the name of religion. When Christmas comes around, we'll again be reminding ourselves of the angel's song, Peace on Earth, and again it will seem a hollow hope for many. And let's remember the words of Jesus, blessed are the peacemakers. On the world stage there are many who seek peace, not conflict, who plead the cause of the widows and fatherless, who provoke leaders and demand justice. May God strengthen their hand. And in our own lives, let us be peacemakers. World conflict is just personal conflict on a grand scale. As James reminded us, we're all prone to selfishness and greed, pride and aggravation. Blessed are those who can stand between the warring factions and bring peace. And above all, we remember the great peacemaker. Christ who made peace through the cross, who entered into the awful turmoil of the kind of world James described and allowed the full fury of hatred and jealousy to fall upon himself, bearing the sins of the world and praying, Father, forgive them. Above all, remember Jesus. In the midst of calamities, wars, rumours of wars, hunger, homelessness, fear and distress, remember that Jesus endured the cross to bring hope and salvation. Let him be in the forefront of our minds and the focus of our prayers. Paul writes to Timothy, Remember Jesus Christ, raised from the dead, descended from David, this is my gospel, for which I am suffering, even to the point of being chained like a criminal. Whenever we participate in communion, we're remembering, we're remembering the sacrifice of Christ as we recall the words he spoke, as Paul reminds the Corinthian church. For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Remember what that means. Remember the time when you were separate from Christ, without hope and without God in the world, as Paul tells the Ephesians. Remember what God has done for you. The writer to the Hebrews quotes the prophet Jeremiah who foresaw a day when God would bring his people into a new relationship with himself. The heart of it is this. I will forgive their wickedness 
and will remember their sins no more. So while we're remembering, we should also remember that it's important to be able to forget. On a national and world level, we have to move on from conflict to beat our swords into plowshares. Remember the classic Faulty Towers sketch with the German visitors? Don't mention the war! It seems a bit quaint now, but we still see how nations and populations can be driven by ancient hatreds. That's at the root of so much evil in the world today. And as individuals, we have to take seriously the demand that we make peace. God has broken down the barriers between races and peoples, and so must we. What are you remembering and what are you forgetting? The various celebrations in November remind us to remember those who've gone before us, that we in our turn may be faithful. To be vigilant against those who would use violence and aggression to achieve their ends, even within our own country and communities. And to honour those who have fallen in war and to seek to bring peace on earth. And in order to know that peace within our own lives, we also need to learn to forget. To forget wrongs others have done against us. To forget to hold grudges. And hardest of all, to forget the times when we ourselves have done and said things of which we heartily repent. To forgive ourselves as God has forgiven us. May we be people who remember the right things and forgetting what is past, strive to move forward into new life day by day. Amen. God, as with silent hearts we bring to mind How hate and war diminish humankind We pause and seek in worship to Give us deep faith to come.
Rather than prayers of intercession, today a prayer of thanksgiving. This was written by a lady called Marjorie McCaskill, who was chaplain to the University of Strathclyde. I came across it online and I thought it summed up so much of what we wanted to say today. Let's pray. Where swords are turned to ploughshares and spears to pruning hooks where the guns fall silent and the rumours of war cease we see the love of God written on the hearts of men and women and offer our thanksgiving to God where man says I am my brother's keeper and the guardian of his days, where mothers' sons grow old in lands free from strife, we see the love of God written on the hearts of men and women and offer our thanksgiving to God. Where enemies destroy the barriers that divide and no man's land becomes home to each and all, where colour creed and nation unite not stand apart we see the love of God written on the hearts of men and women and offer our thanksgiving to God where silent remembering inspires songs of freedom justice truth and the sacrifice of old shapes the passion for our future where those who gave their lives and youth let us age in years and wisdom. We see the love of God written on the hearts of men and women and offer our thanksgiving to God. Where courage never fades in the battle for the right and power is given to the weak, the least, the last. Where compassion finds a home to root out fear, mistrust or pride we see the love of God written on the hearts of men and women and offer our thanksgiving to God. For the love of Father, Son and Spirit is the source of human love. The fire of God within us shedding light upon our path. Write this love upon our hearts, God, as we offer you our thanks through Jesus Christ our Saviour, who offers life to us. Amen. The Lord's Prayer Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. 
and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. We're used to hearing this final hymn during the Christmas season, but it seems very appropriate to our theme today as we look forward to the day when wars will cease and the song of the angel will ring true. Peace on earth. benediction is very well known but very seldom is it so appropriate prayer of St Francis Lord 
Make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. And where there is sadness, joy. O Divine Master, grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it's in giving that we receive. It is in pardoning that we are pardoned. And it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen.